Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. But first, let's check the traffic. Uh, we have wrecks all over the metro right now, and no one area is better or worse than the other. It pretty much sucks all over. If you're traveling between the downtowns, it'll be 30 minutes or more each way on 94. Fighting your way into downtown Minneapolis on northbound 35W, plan for a 20-minute drive from the Crosstown into downtown and then from 94 up to 694, you'll see another 20, soon to be 30 minutes on northbound 35W. Over on the east side, northbound 35E. Actually, it's tougher getting into downtown St. Paul. 494 to 94, 25 minutes rising quickly. If you're on the outbound side, uh, southbound 35E, it's 15, maybe 20 minutes down to 494. And then a quick look at 694. <laughs> it's not good. Heavy and sometimes excruciatingly slow between Highway 36 in Oakdale and 494 in Maple Grove. Plan uh, plan to add at least 30 minutes to an hour to your commute if you're leaving right now. Was your getting here problematic? Uh, no, it was actually fun. I'm, I'm city streets, so <laughs> right. it was fun. But uh, yeah, everybody's going really slow on the city streets because the snow is on top of a pretty thick layer of ice. All right, thank Can, you. Hey, Kenny. Yeah. Kenny. Yeah. Uh, traffic moving pretty well on Six Mile Cypress. That's there, uh, right fascinating, now. Patrick. Yeah, okay. <laughs> He's already leaving. <laughs> you know, the absence of potholes down there is just wonderful. Yes, it is. It really you don't is. have to spend a lot of money fixing the roads in the spring, right? And no. causing all kinds of traffic jams. Right. That's 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 one good thing about it, that's for sure. Quite an impressive Wolves victory over the uh, Thunder Ooh, last night. Man, alive. Not only are they winning lately, but they're winning in uh, dr- dynamic uh, dominant fashion here. What's Over uh, two pretty good teams back to back. Yeah. Oklahoma uh, and uh Oklahoma City and, and Cleveland. Cleveland, of course. The uh, Cleveland kind of no-showed. I think uh, Oklahoma City had no-showed the night before down in their home arena, and they probably showed up thinking they uh, better try to win that game. But, uh, man, alive, the boys are playing good. In the wild, after a tongue lashing by the coach, oh yes, they came out and played well for two periods and hung on for the two to one road victory. So I take it uh, Doobie stood on his head to hold us in there in the first period, huh? Very much so. Okay, so the because uh, I was reading that the boys uh, we were not satisfied with our first period effort and no. and and uh, Sir Topham's uh, head got a little red, huh? What's his name? What's what's the name of Topham rookie? Top him on uh, uh, the top, yeah, the kid uh, Thomas the Train. Uh, what's his? Uh, what's the name? Because I can't remember. No, yeah, what's no no Reavers there, huh? Topham Hat, Sir, Sir Topham Hat. Hat. That's what it is. He yeah. looks exactly like Sir Topham Hat. I bet when that head gets red, he Sir really Tom, looks that's like, right. So he looks like yeah. Sir Topham Hat. About? Thomas the Train, uh, the uh, the kids show. This is the I guy. I managed looks, to avoid that one. Oh, well, this, this guy looks exactly like the guy. These boots, man. Yeah. They separated somebody, at birth. Whoever, whenever they drew him, some guy had seen a hockey game. Whoever then said, "Let's let's make him look like <laughs> well, that hockey coach." Now Boudreaux. that you're going down that road, and I like Boudreaux. I don't mean this as oh, a, I like him a lot. I don't mean this as a criticism or not, but I am an expert on Peppa Pig. Okay, uh, and there are a number of characters in Peppa Pig. 
that uh-huh. you could you could say look like Coach Boudreau. <laughs> not I'm not saying he's a pig like. No, I'm not saying no, that at all. Oh. But you know what he is? He's kind of round. Yeah, he I, I can see that round with Peppa Pig. Yeah. Yeah. Now Peppa Pig, I don't know about this one. You're this lucky. You know you this don't want to go down that road. This is new for no, very a, for a, very young grandkids. Yes, it's a British uh, cartoon series, and God okay. help me forever having stumbled <laughs> on it. Right. Yeah, well, uh, you know what is interesting about youth? I mean, really young youth. Uh-huh. Like grandkids. Tell me. Yeah. They'll watch the same thing 150 times. Well, this yes. kid, let's, no. Let's yes. get a little variety in well, our lives. Well, I can explain that to you. This yeah. kid now has the has the ability to just flick at the screen to get a different one. So now it's just a contest of wills. <laughs> to see if she can get to watch one of them without clicking to the next one. Ah. So it's a constant fight between Peppa Pig and Moana. So let let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. We got a TV that we just hit it hit the screen. No, these are on my iPad. Like the tablets. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. You just yeah. hit that. Okay. Yeah. Well, there, there's stuff going on out there that frightens me. That's yeah, for you sure. guys. So I figured, okay, I can cure this by uh, showing it on the full screen, and that gets rid of your other options. Mm-hmm. And that, that has proven to be terribly disappointing. <laughs> well, because she knows more about it than you do, Absolutely, right. absolutely. <laughs> right. And so she's been deprived now of this ability to pick and choose among other offerings. And I said, well, that's too bad. You're not watching anything else. We're watching this one, and you're watching nothing. And that doesn't go very far. Well, my granddaughter, she's not. No, she's way beyond the Peppa eight. Pig. She's eight. Yeah, yeah, she's I ain't eight. the Peppa Pig age. But she is. She doesn't even ask for the cell phone anymore. Just takes it, me. right? She just at, hold, puts her hand out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just Thank puts you. her hand Appreciate out. Appreciate that. Yep. Like, like, uh, like the CP used to do with your check. You know, yeah. just put the hand out. Right there. Right there. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, just give it. Deliver that thing. So. Well, anyway, back to sports. Back to sports. Uh, Gopher basketballers might be in for a long haul. They could. Uh, Coach uh, Patino, I saw a photo. He looked a little down in the dumps. Mm -hmm. He looked, uh, I mean, he was trying to figure out where to make his hotel reservation for the Final Four about a month ago. And uh, now he's, uh, he he might not even have to bother to go to the NIT with this collection. Well, is there some way that Lynch will end up back on the team? I can't believe that the university process which is not if it's if it's nothing else it is certainly cumbersome that mm-hmm. the, that they will have a verdict by the time uh uh i don't know you'd think they would hurry up with it and uh you know have the proper channels take a look at it and decide one way or another right i would think so so, so i mean if if someone decides that uh they want to uh, accept his version of events, then he should get to play, I guess. But I, I don't know what the heck's going on. But then coffee's uh, the coffee kid is hurt, and he might end up needing shoulder surgery. So uh, that they have no depth. And this the hotshot recruit they brought in from uh, uh, Jellystone Park, uh, the guy Isaiah Washington. Mm-hmm. What was he? Two uh, Reavers. You there? Uh, he's in the role of Johnny Height today. John Height isn't oh, here okay. today. He's oh, doing he's the doing news. A, well, I think he was two for 12 last night. The guy can't shoot. He was this guy that, like, the New York City Player of the Year and uh, <laughs> all this, you know, they, they it was a tremendous uh, recruiting triumph for him, but, uh, and, and a great playground player as far as taking the ball to the back, basket and throwing up crazy layups and stuff, but 
Uh, when he's got a guy in front of him and they make him shoot a shot, he can't make one. He's two for 12. He must be shooting about 25%. That was my problem in basketball. Yeah, (laughs) couldn't shoot. That was it. Uh, How was your your jelly? Did did you have a little jelly? You had some jelly on your layups, though, right? I had a jelly donut on the end of the bench (laughs) is what I had. Oh, but you had the Mikulski, uh I had a little pop. flair. I, let's yeah, call yeah, it flair. Yeah. I think you should go over and teach Jelly Jam the Mikulski double pump. He could use something here. Yeah, the, uh, I can. The, uh, I can. Yeah, you can work with the people. In the Big Ten, at you least can't to, make any shots to show someone how to be more entertaining on the court rather than productive. You well, know, uh, you know who's uh, entertaining on the court, Pat? Jimmy Butler. Holy. Oh record. yes, God almighty. Yeah, he's uh, he's. Uh, He's got a mouth on him. Woo, baby. He likes to jabber, doesn't he? Yeah, did you hear the quote after the game? No. Well, we had a we had a mother, you know, in there. Ooh, the king but mother. He, but he ran in with the cameras going and everything, the videos. And he ran into that Steve Adams, you know, the New Zealand guy yeah. with the hair that yeah. looks like a looks, looks like, like uh, he could kill your whole family. He looks about, like Maui for Moana. Oh, oh, yes. Well, he threw his. He ran into a screen of his, and he's. He said something like, "That, yeah, bleep don't sleeper. Yeah, that, no, heavens no. That bleeper bleeper is strong. Uh-huh. I thought <laughs> I, ran, I ran into him. And I thought I ended my life. He said wow. or something like that. So I mean, he had this great quote after the game, but uh, well, even Wiggins had a spring in his step last year. Yes, week. and uh, certainly against Cleveland, and, and you know. NBA, there's only five guys. It takes a while to figure out what the other... It takes a while to figure it out, apparently, because uh, a month ago, everybody in town was mad at these guys, and now they've had five straight sellouts. Well, last which, night they had overcapacity. Yeah, it amazes me that uh, people jumped on the bandwagon this quick. So, after, I, I'm happy after, for Glenn Taylor. Yeah, it's been... Put up for 20 years of crud. <laughs> yes, uh, his only triumphs were uh, with his uh, with his uh, women's team, the Lynx. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Speaking of which, you know who's good this year? The mm. Gopher women's team, after being awful, uh, they went and won at Penn State last night, and they, uh, they that coach was going to get fired in all likelihood. Nobody was going to the game. She team couldn't play defense, and they went and kicked the hell out of Penn State last night, and they're uh, they're going to end up going to the NCAA tournament while the men won't. So. I just have this feeling the men are just going to absolutely fall from attention, uh, just kind well, of disappear. Well, isn't if 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 the right thing happens Sunday and the local football team win, I have a feeling everything's going to fall from attention. Right. I got a hundred. We're, we're three. We're three weeks of nothing but football. Yeah, the Gophers have Purdue here Saturday at 11 a.m. And Purdue is rated in the top five in the country. Sunday's quite the sports day with the Timberwolves and Wild at home and the Vikings with the late afternoon game. So are both teams, when are both teams playing? Night games, then? Uh, Timberwolves at 8, hosting Portland, and the Wild at 7, according to NHL.com, hosting Vancouver. Here's the deal. Do they really think that anybody's going to stumble over there after a Viking game and go to one of their games? No. They're all either going to be passed out in the parking lot or, you know, taking cabs home to sleep on the couch. Uh, they're not They're not going to the Wild and Wolves games. They're going to be too hammered after a 340 game. All right, just a moment. Sports Talk. 
Sports Talk. 1500 ESPN. They want to hear some American music. One of you fellas look up some scores from the Sony Open. Is that even, oh, that's right. Is that even underway yet? Doesn't even come on TV till six o'clock. Sony Open. I'm on that, it. Boy, is that a uh, was that the that Columbia down... tour or is no, that... no, no? Is that a downgrade in uh, golf course though, as far as aesthetically? I mean, you get a little water out there at the uh, the place on uh, on the main island, Oahu, but uh, it's, it doesn't quite have the views that you have at Kapalua, does it? No, it's uh, very flat. Week? It seems yeah, to it me, is. It's, yeah, it's right on the water there, mm-hmm. and it's 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 not really uh, gorgeous, and there's no cutouts on the on the water or anything like that. Vaughn so. Taylor, yeah, leads it, and this is a um, 2018, by the way. That's I, I'm good. verifying that. That's good. Uh, he is. Uh, let's see, six under through 14, and then okay. following him is Chris Kirk. Chris Kirk is four under through 13. I don't really see anybody on the leaderboard that we really know. Is McElroy ever going to play again? Don't know what he's up to. He better start putting, else he'll never win another major. He's uh, he's in the tabloids a lot, uh, selling a beautiful mansion in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. We're trying to get rid of it, huh? Yeah, he's moving into Ernie Els's old house. Oh, bigger? So Even uh, bigger? I don't know, uh, but okay. man, he's been unheard of for a long time. Yeah. Unheard from. That's true. Okay, I got to run something by you. All right. The... Uh, the twins, well, you became a city side columnist right about the time they were selling to Polad, right? 84, right? Mm hmm. Uh, so you never really, you, the only twins baseball or, or, or organization you covered was Calvin's, uh, right? Yes. Calvin's operation. Me and so, Calvin. So I told you that earlier this week they had their baseball organizations meeting and they had 162 people over there. Right. Uh, which is bigger than some of the crowds they used to have in right. September at the, with the Twins. But they had 100 scouts, analytics, coaches, blah, 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 all, all over the place. So I'm talking to this kid that has been hired as the director of baseball operations. Basically, he's the head of their research department. Research on how do we make these ball players better all the way down to the 16-year-old kids they sign, right? Okay. His name is Daniel Adler. All right. And he has a law degree, a master's in business, and a bachelor's degree in commerce, all from Harvard. Oh, my word. Not very motivated. <laughs> Not motivated at all, huh? All from Harvard. And he used to work for the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars. And then he left for a couple of years because he had to finish up. He said his education, and I mm-hmm. said, "So what did you do to finish up?" And he kind of hemmed and hawed because he's not a really boastful kid. He said, "Well, I got my law degree, and I got my uh, master's in business mm-hmm. during those two years from Harvard." And we're all laughing so, at fart jokes, huh? Yeah. yeah. So what I'm saying is, I don't think we had those guys walking around when Calvin ran it. We had Clarky; he graduated from Dartmouth. But uh, that was about it. I, we didn't have a lot of uh, college graduates walking around I don't around think there. Calvin ever, ever had even a, a company meeting, did he? <laughs> well, no. In fact, I, I hate to give away my lead for tomorrow, but basically the organization meeting was Calvin's birthday dinner at the winter meeting. <laughs> so right. it's basically when everybody got together. and they, they had a couple of free drinks on Calvin. That was, that was pretty much it. It is amazing what's happened to this game, though. They're all... 
because of Theo Epstein, everybody says it's Moneyball, but it's actually Theo Epstein, Yaley, winning the, uh, getting hired at age 29 by the Red Sox and then winning the World Series. They got all these guys are now from, you know, expensive uh, private Eastern colleges. Okay, uh, this kid's name is what, Adler? Daniel Adler. What's he want to do with his life? What's he envision? This is a, he's going to be probably be running a sports organization in five years. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, kind of like Falvey, you know? Because if it was Falvey. just Calvin, this kid would be way overqualified. <laughs> well, he'd be, uh, I talked to Jim Rance and, uh, about it, uh, the, the contrast, you know, Jim's back home, but, uh, you know, he's, uh, Let's, when they had an organization meeting, it was Brof walking over to his desk. Right, <laughs> you know, right. so uh, uh, that's uh, and it, you got to throw is, in Billy and Jimmy; they would have been in yeah, there. But it is astounding what has happened in this game that the, uh, the they all are going to. They're looking for that two or three percent advantage that makes them a little smarter in developing players than everybody else is, and it's in, incredible. They now have. Uh, uh, They've added over 40 jobs in the baseball department since uh, these guys came in in November of 2016. Isn't that something? Yeah, yeah. Are they up to speed now? With Are they state-of-the-art, do you think, in this department? Yeah, they're uh, – Dave St. Peter, I talked to him about it. He said middle-of-the-road suppliers, mm-hmm. but about a bunch of employees. But these guys are this, – this kid that they hired, this Daniel Adler, other baseball teams were trying to hire him. Because these, these guys now – these analytics guys who graduate from these schools, they're known in the industry now, and people want to get them in their uh, department. So they basically convinced him to work for them instead of eight other teams. That's that amazing. Them. That is yeah. amazing. It is. What's, I, I got to tell you, I nice kid. Talked to him for an hour. I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. So, <laughs> you, know, you know, but it's, uh, you know, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying no, it's different. No, no. It's different. Sports Talk will return shortly. Here's Chris Height in the newsroom. Thank you, Joe. The Wolves topped the Thunder last night, 104-88 to you win there. That? I did. Okay. I did. I, I did the professional thing. You, you just did. Very just good. I'm sorry. I bulldozed ahead. Yeah. What did I miss? You called me Chris Height. No, I didn't. I said, here's Chris Reavers. No, I nope. didn't. You did do Chris Height. Yeah. That's okay, though. Mm-hmm. We forgive you. I'll be damned. <laughs> no, but Height doesn't. No. Right, right, right. He, uh, he's calling right now, wondering what the hell. I said Chris Height? Yeah, it's okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. And we were worried about me having to throw coins in the scam bucket. Yeah. Although I just well, I'm jinxed, eligible. I'm I eligible. jinx myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Butler led the way with 26 points. Carl Anthony Towns had another double-double with 18 points and 12 rebounds. This was also the seventh straight game that the Wolves had held their opponent to under 100 points. Reigning MVP Russell Westbrook had 38 points and 10 rebounds for Oklahoma City. Uh, with the win, the Wolves are now 27-16 and 16 in first place in the Northwest Division. Last night was also their fifth straight sellout. They host the Knicks on Friday night and Portland on Sunday. Wild defenseman Ryan Suter scored the go-ahead goal in the third period to, put, to beat the Blackhawks 2-1 in Chicago last night. Oh. 
The win snapped a four-game road losing streak. It also moved the team ahead of Chicago for seventh place in the Western Conference standings. Uh, Devin Dubnik stopped 34 of 35 shots. The Wild come home to host Winnipeg on Saturday and Vancouver on Sunday. Uh, we learned that Eric Stahl will represent the Wild in the All-Star Game in Tampa on January 28th. Former Gopher Blake Wheeler and Burnsville native Brock Besser also were selected. Hey, uh, Joe, where'd the goal? I didn't see the goal. Where'd it come from? Which Suter's goal? goal? The winner. The winner. Uh, Where a shot from about uh, halfway between the blue line and the net, I think. All right. He wasn't out there on the point, though. More of a scramble type yeah, thing. Yep. Okay. Uh, the Gopher men's basketball team were blown out last night, 83-60 to 60 to Northwestern. How's Mr. Reavers, uh, uh, Grandpa Reavers, taking it? Uh, we're now turning this into a rebuilding season. Let's, okay. Let's, really? let's play the young guys. Let's play the oh, young guys. Got well, to we play are, our freshman. Yeah. yeah, we are playing our freshman, and he couldn't beat me in horse. I said, Dad, I don't think that's a problem. I think, I think they're going to get some minutes because they got nobody got, else. Got to play the freshman, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Uh, the Gophers return home to play the number 5-ranked Purdue. Boilermakers at 11 a.m. on Saturday. They're going to miss Reggie Lynch against Isaac Haas, who's about 7'4". Have you seen this guy? Oh, he my is God. huge. Yeah. He is enormous. Purdue's a, a machine this year. They are really good. You know who hey. else is surprisingly really good this year? Ohio State. Yes, I thought Ohio they, State was supposed to be kind of in a rebuild mode, but they're good. And they gave a whopping to uh, Michigan State there mm-hmm. last week. The Super Bowl host committee reopened the Bold North Zipline presale porter at portal at 10 a.m. yesterday. It was first come, first serve for the 6,000 reserved slots to ride during the festivities. The $30 per ride sold out in less than an hour, according to organizers. What if you drop? What if somebody drops into the river? That's my fear. <laughs> I don't want to do it because I mean, the river's just, freezing. Are we just holding on? Like I take the grandkids on a zip line, they just hold on. No, you aren't taking them on this. No, okay. For well, our, for our what bigger... if they fall in the river? Now you got to fish be... them out. You, you do get some some lag, you know. Some some you get to the middle there, and you start slowing down, and your your toes start dragging across the drink. You're in big trouble. You know, I covered the Special Olympics once in the winter, yeah, and, yes. and these kids, God love them. They set up hay bales at the end of the ski slope. Yeah, right. And they go right through it like a cartoon character, right through the wall. I see people going right through the walls of a flower mill over there. Oh, it's going across the river, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then somebody's... crashes into a, a museum or a whatever they turn well, those mills mill into. City. Yeah. Well, do we have them all tied up? I so think they're they trussed up pretty fall? good. You're yeah. harnessed in, well, yeah. Then it's not a zip line. A zip line, there's got to be a little fear in it, right? Oh, there'll be fear. <laughs> yeah, the fear of falling in the water. Yeah. Yes! Yes, that's what the zip You know who wants to go on the zip line? Huh. The craziest man in America, Jim Marshall. I was talking to him a month ago. Don't let and him. He says, he said, you see that story? I want to go on that zip line. No. No, said, Jim. No. <laughs> well, he's been through worse. No, I know, but this this could be his demise. Mm-hmm. I got an idea, Pat. Here's what we what? do. We get Jim. We get Superstar, because he go four at a time. During okay. the, each ride, it takes four riders at once. Then it would break. Okay. We'll get Jim, well, that sounds more Superstar, like a... Royce, and Crisco. We'll get all four this of you guys sounds... lined up and say, let's go. <laughs> Jim would be the smallest guy in that group by about 100 pounds. But... <laughs> Uh, but then it sounds more like a ski lift than than a zip line. For goodness sakes, I can't. Uh, I can't help you. I'm not yeah. getting anywhere near. So you're not holding on. They're no, holding you're, on you're for you. are harnessed in. Yeah, you're ah, harnessed in. What a bunch of crap. <laughs> I want that's my not money a, back. That's not a zip line. 
All right. Do they know how to stop? I just throw up some hay bales. I'll be there. That would have been fun to see. The wonderful. spirit of it. It yes. was wonderful. Yes, it is. You didn't rip them, did you? Oh, a little bit. Go to this special. No, fun with them. no I Go did to this not. Go Olympics and rip, rip no, the kid. That I would, did right. not. That Great would be column. The, I love your special Olympics the, column. That would be the frosting on my image. Yeah, it really would. <laughs> Be, that would be one of the one I'd like to go off into the sunset with. Yeah. Uh, Major League Baseball agent Jason Wood has been yes. fired by the Career Sports Entertainment Agency and has been suspended by the MLB Players Association amid an ongoing investigation into his alleged use of a secret camera. Wood, who was president of CSE Baseball, is accused of using a secret camera to film players while they were taking a shower. According but it's taking a shower at his... At his home, home. At his home, right? Yeah. So they'd go and they'd work out. Then he'd say, yeah, take a shower. And then he had a camera going. So Yeah, he was confronted by one of the players who discovered the camera, the hidden camera. Uh, he then, the player immediately fired were him. female athletes? No, these were. No, them. no, guys. MLB, guys. MLB yeah. players. M- M- MLB players, yes. Yeah, I see. Yeah. It's one of those deals where you, you mm. see the eye moving. I think I get it, man. The eye moving behind yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah, right. well, it's an odd picture <laughs> of George the Washington baby. in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that really eye like following the <laughs> So I got to ask you, I got to oh ask you guys God. a question in retrospect. Okay, here we are. George Retrospect. Joe Namath played here. Uh, at Met Stadium with yes, the Jets, yes, right? Yes, he did. You, yes, and this there was sec- the security was horrible back then, right? Not a, I, Hey, I rode on a bus with the Jets to the ballpark once. <laughs> That's how good the security was. I yes. sat next to Namath. Yeah, well, so they're playing here, and Joe is in his high glory. Then every he was every woman in America's. Idol, right? They I all think wanted so. to be with Joe. Mm-hmm. So I walk out and of the locker room there, and there's a bunch of gals there uh, that I know that work for the twins and their you know, their husbands. But these are they're young, you know. Then they're in their thirties, and and there's fifty women in the hallway there mm-hmm. saying, "Did you see? Hey, Ricey, did you see Joe? Did you see Joe?" And I held up my hand in a gesture of length, right? (laughs) Would I now get fired for that? I hope you went thumb and first finger. Yeah, I I did. Thumb and first finger. Thumb, thumb, first finger, and how high my vertical jump is. And they all shrieked. And they all shrieked because I underestimated him just as a joke, right? Of course. Well, that would probably cost me. I probably would have never had a career if. if, if Why uh, would that cost you a job? It's not like well, anybody would. Because you was, can't take humor anymore. Because I was uh, supposedly spying on Joe and the. Uh, oh, I see. Uh, I, I never saw. I was just having fun. That's big. I never did see. <laughs> I never did see Joe's private parts, but I gave the impression that I. Yeah. So that probably would be I think enough you're to okay. get you fired. I think okay. you're okay. So you're right. saying there well, was no picture of George Washington in the <laughs> locker room there? <laughs> Not that I can tell. In that locker room, you had, what, 45 football players in there in a room as big as the studio. Yeah, basically. that's right. Mm-hmm. Former Arizona County Sheriff Joe Apar... Apar- <laughs> oh, boy. Our pile, crazy, just call him crazy. Crazy Joe said he thinks recipients of the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program should be deported. 
Deport them, he said in an interview airing yes or this morning. When we come across these kids, or some are older than just kids, he said, then deport them. You deport them back to the country they came from. Aparo said that the DACA recipients have education in the U.S. and can be, quote, good ambassadors from the United States to their country, end quote. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're going to go back and say nice things about us after we send them home, right? He said, well, okay. that's just my idea. Okay, uh, Joe. Earlier this thinking, we- Joe. That's what you do best. Earlier this week, he announced <laughs> that he will run for Senate in Arizona. He gained popularity among immigration hardliners during his time as the Maricopa County Sheriff, representing the Phoenix area, proudly calling himself America's toughest sheriff. Mm-hmm. and touting a strict approach to border security. Last year, President Trump pardoned Apiro after he was convicted of ignoring a court order related to racial profiling in his division. You have more coming up, Chris? I certainly do, Joe. All right. A number of recent owl attacks has some Atlanta residents concerned. Local television reports that there have been several instances of owls attacking humans or pets since late December, most recently in the heart of Midtown. I side with the owls. How about you, Joe? Me too. I've never seen one, uh, and now they're attacking people. I'd just soon get attacked. <laughs> At least I'd see it. You've them. never yes. seen an owl? I've seen one from a distance. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. Uh, Sierra Holt says that her Yorkie Freedom was killed following oh, a December oh. 23rd attack in Henry County. She said the dog sustained puncture wounds to its back and chest. The next week, Deborah Johnson was scratched in her leg and knocked over by a large owl, attacking her dachshund in Cobb County. You're not There's got to be a nest there somewhere. Probably. And uh, Wednesday, Eric Thornton says an owl swooped down as he left his townhouse cutting his head. The Atlanta Audubon Society spokesperson says owl attacks are rare, but recent cold weather might have made younger birds more aggressive. Makes them grumpy? Might be. Cold weather makes them grumpy? Yeah, in Atlanta, they're not used to that cold weather. Isn't there a version of the owl called the snow owl? Yes, there is. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. We used to have a huge one when I lived out in Prior Lake, out in the countryside there. It sat back in a tree and would kill anything that moved. Well, they're raptors, aren't they? Yes, they are. And they could get large. Oh, yeah. A Rhode Island rapper whose songs include... Sell drugs, D R U D R U G S Z. And how is sell spent? S E L L. Conventionally. Sell drugs. We yeah. got both the S and the Z. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he has been sentenced to three years in prison for selling, selling drugs. drugs. What's his name? Uh, federal prosecutors say 30 year old Michael Persuade was sentenced Tuesday in federal court in Providence for trafficking heroin and fentanyl. Well, he's got to have a rapper name. That wasn't name. his rapper name. He's got to have a rapper Michael name. Persal. His stage name is? Yep. Montana Mills. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mon- and he's, he's located where? In Rhode Island, Patrick. Uh, in Montana Mills. Uh-huh. What's his real name? Uh, his real name is Michael Persuade. But his stage name, Rookie, is Montana Mills. Uh, Lil Montana Mills. (laughs) Prosecutors say an East Providence undercover detective bought nearly three-quarters of an ounce of fentanyl and a small amount of heroin from Persuade over a four-month period beginning in October 2016. Authorities also say that they seized 44 grams of fentanyl from his home. His lawyer, uh, Matthew Smith, calls the sentence fair and just. 
Prosecutors had asked for a six-year prison term. That's uh, more like a name for a, a lady in a softcore porn movie, isn't it? Montana <laughs> Mills? Yeah. yeah, it's not a not a stage name for a rapper. I think it's Montana Milfs. Mm-hmm. No, it's Milfs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh-oh. Do we have music from Montana is, Mills? I think this is his deal. Oh, yeah. This is, the, this is one of his first raps. Kind of an introduction. <laughs> yep. Let's get to it, Montana. My name is Mick Burr, 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 Persuade, selling drugs for the big wide. Just like Ricky says, I'm Montana Mills, right from Southwest Florida Hills. No hills. Ain't no hills in Southwest Florida. Damn it. There are in Montana, though. There's yeah. Right. Yeah, Maybe that's, that's big, why he's early Great on. big hills. Yeah. An aviation student from northern Minnesota found a creative way to propose to his girlfriend. Oh, aren't they cute? He used an airplane in a frozen lake. Gavin Becker took Olivia Toft out for a joyride in a Cessna four-seater on Sunday as a Christmas gift to her. When the couple flew over 8th Crow Wing Lake, where Becker's parents own a resort near Park Rapids, Toft spotted a message. Marry me, carved in dark, bold capital letters in the snow below, just above a heart. How romantic. The plane approached the message from the side, but Toft could still read it, or read what it said. She replied, oh my, Becca remembers her saying before glancing at him and turning back to look at it again. She saw it a little early, and I think it kind of shocked both of us. I thought, well, I better get the ring out now. I was fumbling around in my pocket. Becker cut short his planned speech to pop the question, so will you marry me? Of course, she said yes. Hey, fellas, speaking of cute, uh, the, uh, one of the best-read things at StarTribune.com when I looked an hour ago was four young boys, four young grade schoolers talking about the Vikings. how much they yeah. like the Vikings. You know how much of this crap <laughs> we're going to have to put up with oh, God. if these people go to the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. I might have to push, stab myself in the heart with a pencil. Oh, mm-hmm. try not to do that. You know, it, it, it's going to be... Two weeks of nonstop yuck. I've been a fan since yeah, uh, third grade. Oh, hey, you're 12, yeah. kid. Be yeah, quiet. right. Yeah, <laughs> Pat, I'll, I'll just to show you how much I care, Pat. I did not uh, do that story today because I okay. knew it would drive Thank you. Thank you. I knew. It but would he brought it insane. up anyway. Well, no, I just brought up. No, Pat the did. Fear. No, I know the fear oh. of, you know. Well, like, that's why you way. got it. That's why you got to hope they lose in the NFC title game in heartbreaking <laughs> fashion. So all these little kids. Get some cynicism in their life, which yeah. everybody like the rest needs. of us. Yes. Everybody needs. Come on. A little cynicism. Homer yes. hankies will be nothing compared to what oh, will happen. Oh, this would be unbelievable. Oh, we got the bring it home towels. Did you read that? Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. We got the bring it home towels that were given out at the okay. uh, at the stadium on what Sunday. What will the anchors and anchorettes be wearing? Helmets? Okay. Biking helmets? Sure, you got to have a helmet. Probably. Helma. Yeah, Helga hats. Hats, yeah. right? Or something. Uh, my favorite story of the day. <clears throat> A 73-year-old man in Paris was stopped by police after driving his vehicle 17 complete times in a roundabout. What? Oh, boy. <laughs> you can get out of there. Come yeah. on, you can do it. I got a little suck with my blinker. Just, it, wasn't bec- it wasn't as a prank? He just couldn't figure it out? Uh, well, the Frenchman who told police he had consumed excessive amounts of oh, alcohol okay. uh, a reason. also said he had not heard the sirens, nor did he notice... The flashing lights that were directly behind him. So he thought he was going. He thought he was still on the way home. He thought he was doing he good. Seventeen times. <laughs> I'm hearing the Benny Hill music. Yeah. 
the uh, the dizzying drive was not the 73-year-old's first offense of its kind. This was his third uh, driving while intoxicated offense. His how do we li- how do we treat those in France? Do well, we his driver's that? license was confiscated according to this particular okay. story, Pat. So. Does he get to go to jail then? I, I would hope. I would assume so. Mm-hmm. I would assume. You so. know, I'm that not blaming the it. booze. I'm not blaming the booze. I'm blaming the roundabout. <laughs> that's uh, that's. That's happened to some people from Lester Prairie. You know, they when they put those roundabouts in on 7 out there, Highway 7, some of those people never gotten home. So. No, they're still going. Yeah, they're still going around. An Australian man experienced the fright of his life recently after a venomous snake scaled his car window as he drove home from the mechanic. Whoa. Ted Oger was driving on the New South Wales South Coast Wednesday when he spotted a black, red-bellied snake slithering alongside his car. He said the reptile had slithered from the hood of the car and wrapped itself around his side mirror, looking and apparently hissing at him as he drove down the highway. (laughs) Every story from Australia features something that tries to kill you. Yes, yes. They have lots of animals Have you guys seen the picture of the snake? No, It's massive. Oh, man. And it's sitting... How did he miss it? Well, because it it was in the the hood of his car, he assumes. Oh, okay. And then it, it slithered out. As he as he drove away, Man, they don't sneaky. have spiders. They have giant spiders. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, they are. Right. Uh, well, I told you when I was there for the Olympics and staying in the insane asylum, the uh, converted insane <laughs> asylum, they had some crap crawling on the linoleum that would uh, get your attention. No, no thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, just a moment. You know what you are today. What's that, sir? You're the pregame to the beer show. Oh, that's right. That is good. Do we have the, uh, did we get the beer show guest there? Oh, Reavers is probably not in there. He's so not I, in there. He's... We were trying to get a, uh, a guest for the curling. It's going to the Olympic curling team. He he, uh, he works at a liquor store in Duluth. I thought he'd be a good uh, guest. For that is the, a good uh, beer guest. show. Okay, we got Martin Davis. The uh, uh, Is going to be here at 430. He's down here at Fantasy Camp. I'm going to have him on and ask him about how much they hit him up for for the Super Bowl uh, corporate rating that they did to pay for Roger Goodell's hotel rooms and the like. How would he know? Well, because uh, Cambria, he's uh, oh, oh, Sun oh, oh. Country. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He gets. Uh, he gets the. They touch him for everything. I'm yeah. sure. And then other questions about the uh, uh, the Gophers and the 170 million dollar facility and uh, all that kind of stuff. Right. And then a couple of football guests in the five o'clock hour. Kevin right. Seifert and Andrew Kramer. ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis.